Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Therapy Podcast with Relationship Coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, I hope you guys had an amazing weekend and that you took some time for some self-care and relaxation because as you know, that is very important as you work on yourself and as you begin to improve your marriage. Last week on the podcast, we talked about how to support a spouse who may be dealing with depression. So here are some takeaways from last week's episode of the podcast. In order to be able to support your spouse through depression, you need to know the symptoms of depression. So some of the symptoms that were discussed last week on the podcast were your spouse has feelings of sadness, tearfulness, or hopelessness. Um, There's a change in appetite, either including weight loss or weight gain. There's sleep disturbance. They're either sleeping too much or not sleeping enough. Loss of interest or pleasure in normal activities. So if your spouse likes to go out and do things and all of a sudden they don't want to do things anymore, they could be suffering from depression. Or if they used to go to the gym all the time but they no longer want to go to the gym. Or even the things that they used to love so much they don't want to do at all, they could be suffering from depression. Um, There could be signs of fatigue, or even small tasks require extra time and attention because they're just so tired. Um, They may have feelings of anxiety or agitation. And here's one a lot of people miss. They could have anger outbursts. So they could be angry. And you might think, well, wow, what's going on with them? They're just bad. Or they could be suffering from depression. There could be feelings of worthlessness or guilt, which can include guilt that happens, guilt about things that are going on in your present time or things that happened in the past. So it could include guilty feelings about the present or past events. Your spouse may have trouble thinking, concentrating, or making decisions. Your spouse might have frequent thoughts of death, including suicidal thoughts. And there can also be unexplained physical symptoms. Now, it's important to know all of these things because a lot of the time when it comes to depression, the only ones you ever hear about are feelings of sadness, terribleness, or hopelessness, um, and feelings of worthlessness or guilt, and then, of course, frequent thoughts of death, including suicidal thoughts. But there's a whole list of things that your spouse could experience when it comes to depression. And if you don't know the symptoms, you could miss signs that your spouse is suffering from depression. So if you would like to learn more about how to help or support your spouse if they are dealing with symptoms of depression, then be sure to click the link in the show notes to listen to the full episode of last week's podcast. Um, Before we go into this week's topic, here is an ad from one of our sponsors. What if I could tell you the number one reason you are struggling in your marriage? Hi, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, relationship coach, and podcaster, and I have been where you are in my marriage. I know how frustrating it can be to put in so much effort and not see your marriage get any better. I know what it's like to read relationship books and try all of these different marriage strategies, only to see it not pay off. It wasn't until I discovered that the answers I was looking for was not found in books, but that the solution to my marriage problems was with me the whole time. It finally dawned on me that I needed to work on myself instead of trying to change my husband. Once I began working on myself, I began to understand how some of my actions and reactions were contributing to a lot of the chaos in my marriage. Even though I was not the only person responsible for the problems in our marriage, I had to admit that I was a part of the problem. If you would like to begin improving your marriage and working on yourself, then my three-day marriage boot camp is for you. 
Here is what you can expect to learn during this three-day event. Day one, you will learn how your thoughts have the power to make or break your marriage and what you can do to take control of your thoughts and your actions. Day two, we are going to discuss some of the reasons why you are doing what you're doing in your marriage and why it's not working and what you can do now to immediately change the negative dynamics in your marriage. Day three, on day three, you are finally going to be able to identify your emotional triggers and then together work on ways to deal with these triggers in an emotionally healthy way. Okay, I know all of this sounds like a lot of work, but if you ever want things to change, then you have to put in the work. If you're looking for a quick fix or you're trying to change your husband, then this three-day marriage event is not for you. The three-day marriage boot camp is only for individuals who are willing to invest time, money, and effort to change their marriage. Why should you listen to me? In addition to being a relationship coach, I have a master's degree in counseling psychology, and I have a lot of experience working in the mental health field. I also have been on numerous podcasts talking about how it's possible to improve your marriage while working on yourself. The cost of the three-day marriage boot camp is only $27, and I guarantee that what you will learn will help you transform your marriage right now. If you choose to make an investment in your marriage by attending the three-day marriage boot camp, then you will have access to live coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching as needed, daily homework assignments that will help you understand more about yourself and your marriage, and replays of all the coaching sessions for the weekend. Once again, I know all of this sounds like a lot of work, and believe me, it is. But I guarantee you that if you attend the three-day marriage boot camp, you will begin to see positive changes take place in your marriage. I can't wait to meet you, and I am looking forward to having you in the program so that together we can begin working on your marriage. Click the link in the show notes to sign up for the three-day marriage boot camp, which will take place June 10th through the 12th. Hope to see you there. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about why you should stop focusing on the problems in your marriage if you want to improve your marriage. Okay, so I know this sounds like a crazy idea, but hear me out. Focusing on the problems in your marriage will only make things worse in your marriage. And here's why. What happens when you focus on problems? They seem to get bigger, they magnify, and things seem worse than what they are. Now, I know for, from experience, and I have a couple examples about times that I've done this in my life, where there was a problem, I focused on the problem, it seemed like the problem was insurmountable, it was so big, I couldn't get over it, and it just seemed like it, it was the worst thing ever. Nothing could ever get fixed or whatever. But once I stopped focusing on that problem, and I was like, okay, Kiana, let it go, nothing you could do. The problem actually got smaller because I was not focusing on it so much. And I came up with a way to deal with the situation. So if this will happen in per my personal life. I know that when it comes to marriage, sometimes we do the same thing. There's a problem. We all can agree there's a problem in your marriage. But if you focus on it, the problem's just going to get bigger. And why? Because that is all you're focusing on. That's where your energy is. That's where your drive is. That's where your attention is. So... What you're thinking about and looking for and thinking is going to happen, all your projections, that's what's going to make the problem bigger and is potentially going to damage your relationship because you're focusing on the problem. 
when you see a problem, we all do the same thing. We try to fix it. So when you try to fix the problem, you're going to focus so much attention on it, you're going to neglect certain things like yourself, um, taking care of yourself, eating healthy, doing all kinds of things that you need to do to be prepared to deal with the problem. You're going to neglect it and just focus on the problem. You might even nag your spouse about spending time with you or doing stuff with you or what's going on. And all of this just drives them away and make the problem worse. So instead of focusing on the bad things that are going on in your marriage, here's what you should do instead. Number one, change your mindset about your marriage. Realize that what you are going through is temporary and not permanent. And this is so important because when we're going through problems, sometimes we forget to realize that, okay, this is temporary. Things can change. Things can get better. We just see problem, 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 and we forget to realize that things can get better. So when I say change your mindset, I'm not talking about being delusional and be like, oh, there's no problem. No, we admit there's a problem. Recognize there's a problem. But change your mindset about your marriage. So sometimes there's a problem. You're just like, you know, we're not going to get through this. I just don't want to be in this marriage or whatever. So if you already make up in your mind you want a divorce, you start thinking toward those things, then it's going to be harder to fix your marriage or work on it because you've already given yourself an out. So in order to change your mindset, I would suggest that you Look at your marriage and think of it like we're going through a rough time now where things can get better. Instead of like, oh goodness, things are terrible. I don't see how they're going to get better. You see how it's different? You shift it. Instead of saying, I don't see how things are going to get better, you're saying, but things will get better. Because here's the thing. Your mind believes what you tell it. So if you say things are never going to get better, your mind automatically stops thinking of ways to improve your marriage because you already told yourself and you told your mind it's not going to get better but when you say things like things may not be good now but they will get better your mind begins to think of ways to make things better because they see okay so there's a possibility so you'll think of ways to make it better so change your mindset the next thing that i want you to do is take a step back from your problems so you can be objective about the problems in your marriage. So many times when you are in something, it's hard to see what is actually going on. Because being up close and personal in a problem, you're just in the emotion. You're not even seeing the problem. You're just in the emotions, you know, the hurt, the anger, the pain, the frustration. You're in that and you're making your mind up about your marriage based on that place, you know, coming from that train of thought, that mindset, that place. So what you need to do is get out of that place, take a step back so you can be objective about the problems in your marriage. So let's say you guys are having a difficult time, things, y'all are fussing all the time, you're arguing all the time. If you're in it and you're not looking in about it, looking at the situation in an objective way, then it's just going to be like things are terrible, things are bad. But when you're able to take a step back, you can be like, Oh, well, maybe she needs more time or maybe she's frustrated because of this. Listen to what your spouse is saying because they're trying to tell you what's wrong with them and what's going on. But if we are in it and we're not being objective, it's going to be difficult to hear what they're telling us. Because sometimes, let's be honest, our spouse does not tell us what is going on with them in a way that we want to hear it. So they may come at you angry or frustrated or upset or however it may be. And we get so caught up like, dude, don't talk to me like this. Or how dare you say that? But if we took a step back and we listened to what they're saying, we might hear things like, I'm hurt. I don't have anyone to talk to. I'm lonely. I'm afraid. I'm depressed. I'm sad. You know, you would hear different things. But in order to hear these things, 
We have to take a step back. Remember, it's not about us. They're not attacking us. They're just, they just don't know how to express what they're feeling. <laughs> you know, think about it like this, your kid. All of us have dealt with a two or three-year-old who has something wrong with them. Maybe they hurt themselves. Maybe they're frustrated, tired, but they couldn't express it. So what did they do? They cried. They do a tantrum. And we, as adults, had to sit down and realize, okay, what's going on with my kid? Because I know I've done that several times. Like, why is she upset? Why is she frustrated? And it's the same with your spouse. And, of course, I'm not calling them a two-year-old because they are not. They're not children. But what I'm saying is sometimes the way we communicate as kids, we don't grow out of. So maybe your spouse is trying to communicate to you in a way that may seem like a tantrum or anger or complaining or frustration. But what they're doing is trying to tell you what's wrong with them. But in order to see this and listen to what they're saying, we have to take a step back, realize it's not about us, and that they're trying to communicate to us and understand what they're saying and ask those questions like why are you upset i mean what's making you upset i see there's a problem what's going on could you elaborate to try to get to the bottom of the problem so that's the second thing that you need to do another thing i would suggest you trying would be stop making them out to be bigger than what they are so there's problems okay Everyone has problems, but sometimes we magnify the problem and we make them out to be bigger than what they are. So what I would encourage you to do is just stop overthinking the situation, <laughs> like seriously. Now, I know there was a time where I wanted to do something, so I asked my husband, I was like, hey, let's go out, let's do something. And he was like, I'm tired, this, that, and the other, whatever, whatever. And so in my mind, he was, I heard, no, I don't feel like doing it, I'm tired, I don't want to go out, this, that, and the other. So I heard negative. And when I asked him about it later, he's like, no, Kiana, that's not what I was saying. I am tired. He said, and I told you, yes, I just wanted to pick a day to do it on this day instead of that day. But because I was making a problem out to be bigger than it was, and I was overthinking what he was trying to say, and I wasn't asking those clarifying questions, I came away from the situation thinking, oh, now he just doesn't want to spend time with me. So it's important to stop making our problems out to be bigger than they are. It could be something tiny, but we could be making it bigger than what it is. I remember my grandmother used to always tell me, don't make a mountain out of a molehill. And that just means don't take a small problem and make it bigger than what it is. So stop overthinking the situation. Just go at it from what they are telling you. Don't overthink it. Just stop making it bigger than what it is. It's a problem. You guys can get through this. You can work through it. Don't overthink it. It's going to be okay. Another thing that I love to tell people is to remember your spouse is innocent until proven guilty. That is how it should be in the court of law. That's how it's supposed to be. And so I think we should give our spouse that same grace. Because here's the thing. Many times our spouses are not doing anything. But because they may be acting in a way that we feel is a guilty action, then we just say that they're guilty. And we do this with small things too. Let's say your spouse doesn't take out the trash. So instead of just be like, oh, maybe he's tired, maybe she's tired, this, that, or the other, we'll say, oh, they're just lazy. They're just this. They're just that. We are so quick to put judgment on people and to give our spouse names and call them different things and to assign names and guilt on our spouse instead of saying 
fitness centers have proven guilty. So if you walk by one day and your wife has not cleaned the house, instead of just saying, oh, she's lazy, because by saying that, you're like, oh, she's guilty of not wanting to clean the house. Well, maybe she is tired and she has not had a chance to clean the house. You see how those two things are different? Like one is somebody just not doing it. Another is somebody who's just tired and may need help. So instead of um, assuming that she's guilty of being lazy, say, you know what, maybe I need to help. Maybe there's something I can do and have those conversations to find out what is going on. Because you will find out a lot if you just talked about things and ask questions. So remember that your spouse is innocent until proven guilty and that your perception is your reality. So whatever you think your spouse is, that's what they are. Mm -hmm. So even if it's a bad person or your spouse is really doing stuff they shouldn't do, but if you think they're good, then that's what they are. And on the other side, if your spouse is a good person, but they're just struggling right now, if you think they're bad, then in your mind, that's what they are. So it's important to remember your spouse is innocent until proven guilty. Now, in keeping with what we're talking about, not focusing on the problems so much, this is something that I feel is imperative. So what I want you guys to do, if you have a chance right now, jot down five, six, and seven. These last three tips I'm going to talk to you about, okay? If you don't have a chance to do it now because you're driving in the car, I want you, well, of course, after this goes off, I want you to hit the tape player and be like five, six, and seven. Make sure I do that because these are things that you have to do. They're must-haves in order to improve your marriage, okay? So number five, stop focusing so much on a problem and work on yourself. Because here's the thing, your marriage will get better by default if you just work on yourself. Because whether we want to admit it or not, you are half the problem. I am half the problem in my marriage. And so we can't fix the whole problem because that requires your spouse changing and working on themselves. And since we all know we cannot change our spouse, okay, we cannot change each other, it's important to know that we need to work on ourselves to Work on and fix half the problem. So work on yourself. Take some time to do things that you enjoy. Because when you are happy, it makes everybody else happier. Because you are kinder. You treat people different. You think different. You're not as impulsive because you are happy. You don't always jump to so many conclusions. Because you are happy and you're confident in yourself. And let me just throw this out there. Sometimes when people are dealing with issues and you have problems in your marriage, it's easy to kind of lose your confidence. And it's not saying that you are a person who have low self-esteem all the time because low self-esteem is not a permanent thing either. It's not a permanent state. You can have it at this moment, but not have it in another season of your life or in another moment of your life. So that is temporary as well. But sometimes when you are stuck in a marriage, and you are focusing on all the problems, you can lose your self-esteem and your confidence and start to feel bad about yourself and question yourself. So if this is going on, then of course it's going to be difficult for you to deal with issues in your marriage because you don't trust yourself and you don't believe in yourself and you don't have confidence in yourself. And when you don't have confidence in yourself, you're not happy. You're not as kind as you can be. You're not as patient. So all of this spills over. So if you want your marriage to improve, Stop focusing on the problems. Work on you. Instead of arguing with your spouse, allow them to come talk to you. Let them start conversations. And you just be kind. And you just be nice. And it'll be easier for you to do that when you're working on yourself. Stop looking for things to complain about and problems to argue about. 
work on you take some time doing things that you enjoy and that makes you happy because here's the thing your marriage is going to get better if you work on it it's not going to be overnight and it might take some time so while taking some time do you want to be sad do you want to be angry and unhappy with yourself it's going to take time anyway you're going to be doing it you're going to be in this situation or the same thing's going to occur for the same amount of time but wouldn't you want to be happy while you're working on your marriage don't you want to be happy about yourself while you are going through the journey of working on your marriage and improving it so make sure that you work on yourself and take some time for you another thing that i would encourage you to do is get healthy physically and emotionally now when i say physically i know a lot of people think of revenge bodies and doing all kind of stuff and here's the thing i'm not going to tell everyone to go out and get a revenge body or anything like that but what i will say is do what you need to do to get healthy whether you need to change your diet whether you need to exercise more do more physical activity do what you need to do to get healthy physically and this is important because in order for you to improve your marriage you have to be in a good place you have to be in a good place physically you have to be in a good place emotionally so that you react the right way and if you are well physically and you're not sick because sickness can bring about a lot of stress and anxiety and depression and add on to what you're already dealing with if you could be healthy physically and you are healthy emotionally then the way you react to things is going to be different which will change how you react to your spouse and the things that are going on in your marriage so it's important to make sure that you are okay so that you can work on your marriage so stop focusing on the problems start focusing on your health Start focusing on how you react to things. Work on your physical health and your emotional health. And finally, here's what I want to tell you. Don't put so much attention on the problems. Get a hobby. Start doing things that make you feel good about yourself and that you enjoy. So these are just some things that you are doing to improve your marriage. But you're improving your marriage by not focusing so much on the problems. And you're doing the productive work to make sure that your marriage gets better. By doing this, you're not only going to increase your emotional health and well-being, but you will be in a better headspace to work on your marriage. Now, if you guys want to hear more about this and if you want us to talk more, join me on October the 28th, 29th, and the 30th. I'm going to be doing my three-day marriage boot camp, and we're going to talk about some of these principles in more detail. And the whole theme of the boot camp is not to focus on the problems in your marriage, it's to focus on you. Because at the end of the day, changing your marriage and working on yourself starts with you. So it's all about you that weekend. We're going to be talking about the things that you can do, not just to improve your marriage, but to come out of this a happier, better you. So if you're interested in being a part of this three-day marriage boot camp, then I would encourage you to press the link in the show notes and by pressing the link in the show notes, you will be able to sign up and register for this event. Now, the event is going to be $97. However, I do have an early bird special. So if you sign up between now and the 14th, then you will only pay $47. So you get a discount of $50. But after the 14th, it's going to go back to $97. And I guarantee that it's a steal because you're going to be learning so much about how you can improve your marriage by working on yourself. 
Now the song we're going to listen to is called Told You Before. And this is a song about a woman who is trying to rebuild broken trust in her marriage. So here is the song, Told You Before. I know in the past she broke your heart. Now it is hard for you to trust me. When I look into your eyes, I see the pain you feel. But I hope my love will help you heal. Told you over and over again that I love you with everything. Told you over and over again I'll be with you until the end. Told you over and over again that I love you with everything. Told you over and over again I'll be with you until the end. My love for you, it will never end. I ain't going nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. Told you before, I'll never break your She said, and things that she did had a bad effect on you. Even though she's gone, you're still affected. Now that you're with me, you're starting to trust again.
podcast i would like to thank you so much for being here with me today i absolutely love hanging out with you guys each week and it's always a pleasure to spend time with you if you love the podcast as much as i love spending time with you i encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and to make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts i will also love it if you would leave a review for the podcast so that you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show If you would like to contact me, feel free to contact me on social media by clicking on the links in the show notes, and I promise you, I will definitely get back in contact with you. I think that's all for now, so until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend.